Hello everyone, welcome back to Chibi and Chilled Anime Podcast, the podcast that talks all about all things anime, all things manga, anything that you're kind of thinking Japan related, it's about anime, it's about manga, I'm going to be talking about it on this podcast, so be sure to subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. So I'm your host Ryan and I'm a massive anime and manga fan and I have been for many 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 years, since the 90s, since I was a kid and that fad has never truly ended. So a few things before we dive into today's episode. Down in the episode show notes you'll find links to my Etsy shop where you can find a bunch of anime themed goodies for you to shop and enjoy. So there's pin badges, there's stationery, there's keyrings and more. Whether you're a One Piece fan, a Jujutsu Kaisen fan, a Pokemon fan, a Mario fan or anything else, you'll find a goodie on the shop for you to check out. There's something for every anime and manga fan over there. The link is down in the footer in the show notes, so be sure to check out my Etsy shop, Chibiweeb merch on Etsy. If you're a gamer, much like me, then why not check out Razer? You can find a bunch of accessories from mouses, keyboards, headsets, mouse mats and more to the bigger stuff like gaming laptops and desktops. Over on Razer website, link down below, you can shop a whole host of gaming accessories from the chroma range which is all colourful which is my favourite stuff to more sleek black stuff including even their own merchandise, clothing, bags and accessories. There's something for everyone. The link is down below for you to check out and shop. Hello everyone and welcome back to Chibi and Chilled Anime Podcast and in this week's episode, this week it's the start of a brand new mini-series and each week I'll go through an anime deep dive into an anime manga character that we all love or hate in a bit to truly get to know them and we'll share some trivia, some facts and more, maybe if they've got a special move, a special ability, that kind of stuff, we'll deep dive into all of it so we can kind of get an idea of who these characters truly are because I think sometimes some characters are so complex that it's easy to kind of forget how truly in depth these characters actually are. So I thought a character spotlight every week could do a really cool little mini-series. And for the first one, for the first one, I thought I would go with a super popular character, a fan favourite, and one that no matter what the product is, it's always a top seller on my Etsy shop little bio there. The link is down in the footnotes. But the first one is Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen, and I'm not going to lie, he's one of my favourite characters. So I thought this would be a perfect first episode see what we think, see how it goes, and next time I think it will be a Demon Slayer one because in February Demon Slayer does start again. I'm just not sure what character I'll do yet, but I think it'll be a Demon Slayer one next time. But for now, let's dive into Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen. So let's begin at the basics, right? Let's begin with who Gojo is. So Totoro Gojo is one of the main protagonists and main characters of the super popular Jujutsu Kaisen manga and anime series. And he is a special grade Jujutsu sorcerer and wildly recognised within the world and within the entire kind of series, I guess, is to be the strongest in the world. He's the strongest sorcerer, the strongest character in the entire universe in that world. So Satoru is the pride of the Gojo clan and the first person to inherit both the Limitless and the Six Eyes in 400 years. So he's got both of those abilities and he's the first person to inherit both in that time. And we'll go through those kind of in more depth later on. 
but he works as a teacher at the Tokyo Jujutsu High School and uses influence to protect and train strong allies. So we've seen him kind of teach and take under his wing Yuji, Megumi, all those characters, all the kind of high school kids. But what about him physically? So he is a human. His birthday is December 7th, 1989. So that makes him about 28, 29. And his gender is male. His height, he's very, very tall. So he's actually over 190 centimetres high, which is six foot three. His hair colour is white and his eye colour is light blue. We'll talk more about his eyes because that seems to be his... These kind of seem to be his like most defining feature. I would say potentially his hair is as well. But his hair, his eyes are kind of the most striking. When you see the episodes in Jujutsu Kaisen anime, you kind of see where the budget from Mopper goes. It goes into Gojo's eyes. So from a personality point of view, Gojo is complex. And he's normally seen to be nonchalant and playful towards his students. He's quite laid back, quite funny. He has like references to like Digimon and stuff, which is really, really fun. I love those kind of mix of worlds. So it does mean that Digimon, I'm sure it was Digimon, is actually a thing in the Jujutsu Kaisen universe as well. But he is unsympathetic and cruel towards sorcerer executives an example being his kind of disrespect and rudeness towards principal Gakuganji and his enemies and he's extremely confident right he is known as the strongest in the world and he knows that his abilities and reputation kind of precede him and he lives by that kind of uh, attitude believing himself to be absolutely invincible and his opinion of others often only goes as far as his judgment of their actual strength so it's not about their characters more their strength and it's quite apathetic towards anyone he deems weak by his standards so all of this kind of combined means it can actually within battles and those kind of situations it can be quite arrogant and wants to flaunt that kind of power in his different abilities so it's kind of almost not a immatureness but there is that kind of we see that kind of playfulness and immatureness with the students but comes through in a different kind of arrogant way with his enemies and during those intense battles it can fall into that frenzied fight state urged by his own determination to kind of show that he is prove that he is the strongest in the world and that no one demon or human or sorcerer whatever will beat him no matter what and there are moments where we kind of see this frenzied battle state and this arrogance and this kind of attitude really come through and make him really cold-blooded in the sense of instead of saving innocents and civilians he will go in the opposite kind of direction of what you kind of think a protagonist would do and he actually just determined is determined to kind of show his power so in a crisis he is capable of being quite cold-blooded and he will prioritize his enemy's destruction over saving innocent people's people when he believes that the sacrifice is unavoidable however this doesn't mean this only extends to the people killed by his opponent so he will not do any lasting harm or kill anyone innocent to gain the upper hand so it's not that not to that level but he will if it's absolutely unavoidable it's it's still an option but throughout all of this or this kind of his role as a teacher and his role as the world's most powerful sorcerer gojo's kind of goal or kind of ambition is to reform the jujutsu world from the bottom up through education so he seeks to foster that new generation of sorcerers such as yuji megumi in the hopes that one day 
will become his equals and become just as strong in order to then kind of create more balance within the jujutsu world. So let's start going through some of the abilities and jujutsu specific abilities that he has because I think at this point some of the abilities start to kind of intertwine and can get quite confusing. I feel like sometimes I'm not the only one I've seen kind of videos on this that Jujutsu Kaisen abilities and all the domain expansion and the normal domains and all that kind of stuff all the abilities can get quite confusing. So let's dive into what abilities Gojo has specifically and why it makes him so so powerful. So first off we've got the curse energy manipulation technique. So we've got immeasurable cursed energy. So Gojo is obviously known as the strongest in the world but he earned this Elias due to the immense amounts of cursed energy that he possesses himself. And his cursed energy is abundant enough that he can use domain expansion at least five times in one day. While most sorcerers can only manage about once. And what we did see within season two is Gojo has this insane control over his cursed energy. And capable of activate, activating a domain for just a split second or in a split second as well using a reverse curse technique and even combines positive and negative cursed energy. So there's kind of all this mix of energy and kind of curse manipulation going on all within a split second. But his overarching techniques and abilities seem to be the six eyes and the limitless abilities that are part of the Gojo clan and the kind of overarching kind of pass down of those abilities throughout the entire history of that clan. The next curse manipulation is Black Flash, and this is a technique that creates a spatial distortion when a user connects with an impact of cursed energy within 0.0000001 seconds of a physical hit. So that's just, it's like instant, right? It's, it's quicker than instant. And the phenomenon causes cursed power to kind of flash back, creating a more potent attack to the power of 2.5 of a normal hit. So it kind of supercharges his normal attack. And he managed to use Black Flash against Sukuna during their battle in Shinguku, dealing a devastating strike to Sukuna when he kind of didn't expect anything to really happen. And so far, it's unknown how many times Gojo has or can perform Black Flash, but we know he's used it at least four times. So those are just the basics, right? So let's dive into some of the inherited techniques. So first we've got Limitless, and we've mentioned this a couple of times already in the podcast, but at the base level, Limitless is an innate technique which is derived from the Gojo family, and this technique grants its user kind of absolute, absolute control over space through cursed energy manipulation at an atomic level. So this is like absolutely microscopic, but it's more than microscopic, it's atomic level of manipulation, resulting in multiple subsequent results and techniques within the overall ability. So within the manipulation of space, as just the base level of the technique, Limitless has three standard and one non-standard form beyond this. So it's kind of almost sets the stage, Limitless almost sets the stage for another technique. The next one we have is Infinity, and being the neutral form of Limitless, the Infinity is commonly known as the ability to stop, although this is a common misconception as the true power of the Infinity is to slow things down, almost to stop. So when something attempts to hit Gojo, the person or object in question instead hits the Infinity between himself and them. So when we see this in the anime, it kind of looks a bit like a force field around Gojo, but it's actually the ability infinity 
So the next one is Curse Technique Lapse Blue. And this is a theme that you'll kind of see through some of Gojo's techniques. That They've all kind of got a reverse or a lapse or a colour variant. So this one is the reinforced version of the neutral limitless. Blue is the byproduct of Gojo amplifying the limitless and negative energy, producing a kind of vacuum. And through these, Gojo creates a scenario where the world itself is forced to correct itself and fill in that negative space, causing all matter in the range of the commander space to be pulled together. So it kind of like sucks the user through along with all this kind of debris and kind of stuff that surrounds the world. Tying onto that one, we've also then got Cursed Technique Lapse Maximum Cursed Energy Output Blue. They're very long names. But Gojo creates a center of gravity in a specific space capable of attracting all matter, crushing it all to kind of like a black hole. And he can also move the point of gravity at will, augmenting the destructive capabilities overall. So it's kind of like a giant crush, essentially. It's like a black hole sucks in and crushes. So on the same kind of level, we've got the red version, which is kind of like the inversion of that same technique. So... Curse Technique Reversal Red has the opposite effect. So using this reversal technique to invert the properties of blue, Gojo activates the divergence of his infinity and causes an extremely powerful repulsive force. So instead of it being a black hole, it kind of like shoots out instead, but at the same kind of level of power. So using power by positive cursed energy and formed as a reverse technique, the ability has two times the destructive ability of blue. So this one is the ultimate one, instead of like kind of sucking them into like a black hole using the pressure and power, it kind of just blasts them away instead, but it's much stronger than blue. This is the ability where we see the kind of red swirls around Gojo's finger with the little ball in the middle. That is that technique. And the last one for the inherited techniques is the hollow technique purple. And this one is an advanced technique that collides the lapse and reversal of the limitless techniques that we just spoke about, resulting in an imaginary mass that is launched at the target. So it's almost like making a big bullet made of energy that is launched at the target. So let's kind of move on to some of the barrier techniques. And barriers and domains are some of the most popular kind of techniques in the Jujutsu world. And Curtain, with this one, Gojo can create a barrier that surrounds a certain area. And this barrier can seal the area off from other people or a specific person wanting to get in. And this one is the most kind of basic one. The next one is New Shadow Style Simple Domain, and this one is an anti-domain technique that Gojo can use to resist the can't miss any attack of any domain target hitting him. So any attack within a domain is kind of like a guaranteed hit on the enemy, but with this one it kind of negates that. So it's almost like a shield, it's like a domain within a domain that helps Gojo not be hit by the can't miss techniques within domains. That isn't as complicated as I made that sound, but hit listen to that again and you'll kind of get it. And the last one for this one is the Falling Blossom Emotion, which I think is a gorgeous sounding one. It's a secret art used as an anti-domain countermeasure, and Gojo learned it when he was a kid, but he didn't use it before his battle with Sukuna. And normally this technique can nullify a domain's attacks completely, a little bit like the one previous, but a little bit more powerful. So it's a little bit like the Limitless abilities, where there's the original one and a more powerful version, or even a reverse version of that technique. But let's dive into two of the biggest ones. So we've got domain expansion and domains, like we've already mentioned, are some of the most powerful techniques within Jujutsu Kaisen. And 
His is called Unlimited Void, and Gojo's domain expansion is ridiculous. So it creates a metaphysical space that causes the victims to receive all kinds of stimuli and information kind of all at once endlessly, which causes their restraining thoughts. It restrains their thoughts and processes and actions, so it kind of lets it makes them like a vegetable. <laughs> In terms of raw strength, Gojo's domain is equal to Sukuna's own malevolent shrine. On the inside, only losing due to Malevolent Shrine's open domain that allowed Sukuna to destroy the barrier of Unlimited Void. But Sukuna's skill with his domain expansion is so great that it can precisely control the range and time of its activation for only 0.2 seconds, so it can be super, super quick. And limiting its lasting effects on those he traps within it, so he's able to freely change the conditions of the Void's barrier but within this kind of domain, those who Gojo is making physical contact with, either touching or holding, I guess, are immune to the domain's effects. So it's kind of like if you're holding Gojo, he's touching you, you're kind of immune to that ability. And lastly, we've got Six Eyes, which is his special ability. But not much is actually known about the Six Eyes, but it is known that they play some role in the precise uses, usage of Limitless. And it's stated that similar to Limitless, Six Eyes also has an innate technique inherited through Gojo family. But Yuta has stated that the Six Eyes allows Gojo to reduce his cursed energy consumption through all the techniques and attacks from technique activation near to nothing. So he'll never actually run out of cursed energy in a fight as a result of Six Eyes. But the Six Eyes ability is kind of implied that it allows the user to perceive the world in different terms. So in terms of mass, speed and energy, alongside other kind of metaphysical kind of varieties in order to create these limitless domain expansion, domains, attacks, because they're all very space and time focused. So they're all very atomic or very scientific almost. They're all kind of like that, that, that very strange kind of level. So that ability alone could allow him to even create these attacks, but at a different power level than if you just had limitless on its own. But that is a lot of information in one in one chunk. There's so much technique and power and cursed energy surrounding Gojo that kind of explaining all of those is really confusing. And I do get it if you need to scrub back and just listen to all of that again. He's so powerful that it's almost ridiculous. But to kind of level things off again, instead of talking about all that stuff, let's go through some fun mini facts and trivia before we end the podcast episode. So here's some fast trivia facts. So he doesn't have any hobbies. He can do almost anything. Favourite food is sweet things. His least favourite food is alcohol, which did confu- confuse me at first because I it kind of strikes me as a character that would love a, a beer or a sake. His cause of stress is higher up involvement, which we kind of see and kind of explains his stress and kind of rudeness between his, um, like the principal and things like that. Apparently, he started eating sweets to stimulate his brain, but ended up with a sweet tooth. And he can do anything he tries, so he tries not to get too involved with anything. According to him, this is all for the sake of the next generation. Principal Yappa was Gojo's teacher when he was a student, and Gojo's face was regularly shown in Jump Giga, prequel Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, Jujutsu High, in all four chapters. 
He was a fan of Digimon in high school. Both his Japanese and English voice actors have voiced Digimon characters. So I think that's a kind of link. I think that's really, really cool. There's a there's a real world link between those two. It's not just a fandom going on, but it's an actual full on link. So the name Satoru is a masculine Japanese given name derived from the Japanese verb meaning to know or understand. And Satoru can be written using different kanji characters, which mean be spiritually awakened or attain higher perception. So other meanings include, but are not limited to, enlightenment, wisdom and philosophy, which all those kind of vibes really suit Gojo's abilities and all those techniques that we've just talked about. So it really, really suits it, even from a how you write his name even suits him. I always think Gojo is quite a mysterious character. We end up knowing so much about his abilities, his physical kind of stature and how he kind of goes around the world and how kind of how he acts and how he looks after his students and kind of goes full throttle into battles but we don't know all too much just yet about his background and his actual kind of growing up we see little pockets of it and we see these little moments where we see his eyes as a kid and where they where the uh i forgot who spots his eyes and they kind of notice his eyes and know about the six eyes and his abilities even as a kid so even then he was kind of known to be one of the strongest even as a child but I'm interested to know more about his his childhood and how he grew up and the kind of those latter years we see these pockets especially with the Shibuya incident art that we've just seen in season two and his kind of high school life or parts of his high school life and how he kind of reacts and went along that kind of journey specifically in that one time frame for the arc but I'm interested to know more about Gojo I think there's more a lot more underneath the surface and I'm interested to find it out but I think it's super clear to see that from his techniques and abilities alone he is so so strong and that's not including his actual speed physical structure and all that kind of stuff but it's just cursed techniques and cursed energy alone. There's no wonder why he is so, so strong and so powerful within the Jujutsu world. But what was your favourite fact from this episode? This is the first one of the character spotlight. And I've really enjoyed actually going through all of this and kind of almost not only refreshing, but learning some new little trivia and facts and actually refreshing on his techniques. Because it's so easy to kind of see the animation, see the the anime and the manga and kind of just forget some of the other techniques and forget how they actually properly work instead of just being blown a bit blown away and kind of being like wow when we see it on the screen or in the manga so it's kind of really cool to kind of dive into it like this i hope you've enjoyed it and i think next time we'll do a demon slayer one but i'd be interested to know what other characters you'd like to see do character spotlights on like this so in, the, in your review, please do leave a review. It really helps the podcast out. But if you find me on social media as well, send me a message and let me know or comment on my recent posts. Let me know what character spotlights would you like to hear about? Which character do you want to learn more about? Who's your favourite characters? Let me know and I can add them to my list of characters. Lists will go throughout the whole year. So there's, there's one every month. I think so there's 12 characters that I'd like to do. But there could be more. Let's see. Let's see how this kind of mini series goes. Thank you so much for joining this episode, and I'll see you next time.
Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Chip It and Chilled Anime Podcast. Thank you so much for every listen and download. It really does mean a lot to me. Thank you so, so much. From one week to another, thank you. Please do leave a rating and a review on the podcast platform that you're listening on this to. It really does support the show. It only takes a few seconds and it's free. I cannot ask. If I ask one thing of you, I'd ask that. Please do leave a rating and a review. Even if it's not great, please let me know. You know, it's even a bad one. Well, bad press is always, what. no, what's the saying? Any press is good press, I guess. Oh, that rhymed. So, so a rating and a review would be great. It really does support the show. So thank you so, so much for whatever roof kind of review you do leave. Sometimes finding a birthday card or an occasion card can be a boring task. However, I have some anime themed cards on my thoughtful.co.uk creator profile, which is found in my links on social media. Over on Thoughtful, you'll find a bunch of anime themed cards, such as Studio Ghibli Happy Birthday cards and more with my range being updated regularly. Each card is processed by thoughtful.co.uk with shipping being fast, quick and efficient. You can shop my anime themed cards over on my Instagram with my links being over on there. Search Chibiweeb Anime and you'll find me. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. It really does mean a lot. Please do leave a rating and a review down below. It really does support the show and it's free to do. I'll see you next time. I'll see you next Friday. Have a great weekend. If you're a subscriber or if you're thinking of subscribing or starting the free trial on Apple Podcasts, I'll see you on Sunday for the next episode of the Chibi Peace exclusive Apple Podcast exclusive episode on Sunday. Thanks guys. Bye bye.